Welcome back to another episode of Pod People's Podcast for people who make podcasts. This is a community spotlight, and I am Tyler Green, your host and the head of community here at Pod People. In this episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with Jazzy Johnson. Jazzy got her start as a journalist, which I'm sure like 75% of you can relate to, and quickly built a name for herself in the music journalism world, specifically. She got her start in audio when she began co-hosting and producing the show, The Offbeat Podcast, with Mike Sean and Jazzy Johnson. Today, Jazzy is a full-time freelancer, putting her multifaceted interests and skills to work. From her first love of writing down to her editorial management and producing, she's always got an opinion on music, culture, and politics, and she's a recap queen who I'm told is not afraid to fix your grammar. I wouldn't doubt it either because she's got that journalism degree from the new school Eugene Lang College of Liberal Arts in New York City. But I'll let Jazzy take us to school on how to be successful as a multi-hyphenate freelancer. Yeah, so my pivot to podcasting actually happened because, so I've been in journalism, as you stated. I went to journalism school in New York City at the new school, Eugene Lang, okay. for liberal arts, and studied journalism and music there. So my focus was first like music journalism, and that's pretty much how I became not known, you know, I'm not popular, but, you know, in my field, that's what I became known for, being a music journalist. And so I was approached in like 2015 by a friend who also works in the music industry named Mike Sean for a podcast. And that was like around the time that they really were just starting to pop off. So we would plan how to do the show. We had an engineer, you know, basically helping with production as well. And I got really just into it and it was a lot of fun. And I was just like, oh, this is like an interesting form that I had never really mm. considered before. So that was my introduction to it was as a co-host and producer. What was the name of that show again? Wow, that's a good question. <laughs> I wondered if I had not heard you or you didn't say it. No, no, I didn't even say it. Now I'm like, oh, what was the name of it? Actually, let me Google it really quickly. <laughs> I love this moment. It may make the cut. We'll see. Because I think what's interesting about this is like, there are a lot of people out there who are new to this space, right? And they're making the idea you're talking about right now. And years from now, they may not remember the name of it, right? Yeah. And it means the world to them in this moment. And they're kind of, oh my God, what is this new world? Right. Yeah. And it was so much fun. So it was called the Offbeat Podcast with mm. Mike Sean and Jazzy Johnson. Yes. And it was basically all about like what was happening in New York, what was happening in music, what was happening in culture, hip hop culture, because I started writing basically for most of the main hip hop magazines, Vibe Magazine, Double XL. I did some things with Complex and just like overall, mostly black publications because I'm a black woman. Mm. I also saw in the writing, I mean, Teen Vogue, AOL, NBC News, yeah. BET, Ebony Magazine. So you were out there yeah. doing it. It was fun. I'm a writer at heart. I started writing literally mm. at six years old. I wrote my first book when I was six, you know, just like on paper and like stapled it together and stuff. Do you remember the name of that one? No, no idea. Okay. <laughs> my mom has it in like some attic somewhere. Aww. So writing has been like my first love. So I always knew that whatever I did was going to 
be sculpted around writing. So I started like as a fiction writer really young. And then in middle school, I got into writing plays and then I got into writing music. And then I thought I was going to be a hip hop rapper one time when I was like mm. 11 years old. Like literally I recorded myself like on a song when I was 11 on my own computer. Very tech savvy yes. from very young. So that was foreshadowing. You know, I literally just started thinking about this other day. Like, oh my gosh, I've been doing a lot of audio things. I'm like 31 now. So that's like 20 years. So that's a good little run. <laughs> yeah. Something that comes up on this show almost every time, a lot of the times, is how people kind of move through the world in different mediums, but they keep that same core thing. So it sounds like for you, that is writing music and probably like audio or something in your ears yeah oh my gosh yeah so much like I'm very audio driven I'm such a huge music fan too like I feel like one day I'm gonna write a musical like I just that's like one of my big like grand scheme like into the line <laughs> dreams is mm. to like write a musical but yeah because in journalism I also wrote around like all the genres too like you know so I wrote news lifestyle, you know, entertainment, celebrity. But in recent years, I kind of felt like I really want to do more creative work, which is why I've kind of honed in on podcasting, because it allows you to be more creative and to think of, you know, think outside of the box rather than just on paper. Like I kind of got over the just digital, just, you know, this one stream. I really wanted to hear more and do more that allowed for more mm. creativity because I'm such a creative person. And a couple of years ago, I was starting to feel like I was really stifled in journalism. Mm. So that's why I decided mm. to branch out again. And now you, you've worked for Netflix as an associate producer. You talked about kind of the show you made with your friend. And then you see this Netflix thing on your <laughs> resume. And so it's like, I'm sure somebody looking at your profile be like, okay, so how did, how did that happen, right? Because people want to know they've made the thing. Okay, so now how do they get paid to do it in that capacity? Yeah, and my blessing is that I've really been able to and have had people around me who are also like multidisciplinaries and who are really able to be like, hey, like, you're great at this, which means you'd probably also be great at this, you know? And a mm. lot of people mm. have, or they have to get out of the idea of that, oh, just because you work in this field, it means that you, you know, those are the skills in that field. Like, no, a lot of skills transfer over. So a lot of skills that I have in journalism, editing, writing, that transfers over to podcasting as well. Even like organizational skills as an editorial manager, you have to create an editorial calendar. You have to, you know, stay in touch with all the writers. You have to be on top of different deadlines, different sponsorships. And all of that is just streamlined with, I mean, really a lot of possibilities, right? So after the mm. podcast that I did with my friend, after the Offbeat podcast, I ended up working with this woman named Elaine Fluker who is also a known woman in entertainment and journalism. And at that time that I started to work with her, she had just began her own kind of media company. And so I was just her editorial manager for her website. And then over the years, it developed into the podcast. And so then we came back to each other and, you know, I was her podcasting booking agent and 
essentially produce or essentially associate producer. Mm-hmm. But podcasting was so new, we didn't really have the term for it. So it's just like, oh, you're just doing these things. You know, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And so I spent two years on that podcast as well as an associate producer, essentially. So she had a range of people who would come to her. The podcast is named Support is Sexy. And it's dedicated to women who are, you know, go-getters and have achieved in their career, whatever their career may be, and the different things that they had to overcome in order to achieve that. At the time, I was just like, oh, you know, it's fun. I wasn't really thinking much of it, (laughs) you know. I was doing that part-time and I was still writing part-time as well. So like pitching and Mm. taking stories and stuff. So essentially it all just culminated one day and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Podcast producer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's how it happened for me. That's amazing. And now you've worked at Netflix through pod people. And and so you have this like career as a podcast producer. And I think so. One of the questions I have is, you know, do you have advice for people who are just starting out? And I'm hearing you say that like, one, knowing your story and being able to tell it and advocate for yourself is something that shows up for you. And then also like get that experience get that AP position or get that producer position and do it, right? It's a little bit of both. Yeah, my advice would definitely be to think about all the things that you enjoy doing Mm. and just really dream up a way that you could do them at one time. (laughs) Because that's what I feel like podcasting allows. Mm. Like it allows us to have different pockets, you know, like whatever a podcast is about, it could be about, you know, science or something that you really enjoyed as a child that kind of brings back your creativity and your childlike atmosphere. But then also crossing that with maybe you're a writer, maybe you have skills writing script, maybe you have skills editing, editing script or editing audio. You know, even in high school, I really was thinking about this the other day. I used to edit the audio. So I went to a performing arts high school and I was in the Mm. dance program because I danced from elementary school throughout high school. And I will always help to cut the audio for our performances. And I remember my teacher, shout out to Mr. Gill, he used to always be like, you have an amazing ear for sound. Like, So it's little things like that, that essentially adds up to like, oh, this might be a thing that you're good at. Like who would think you know, me getting audio for a high school dancer's idol, you know, would eventually turn into me like doing podcasting. There's so many connections, you know, that we can make. So yeah, that's my advice to really just think about all the things that you've just enjoyed doing. Like you don't even have to have made money doing it. You could have just been Mm -hmm. doing it because you like to do it. And yeah, think of, you know, ways to bring that all together, especially in podcasting. I feel like there's so much opportunity now to be creative mm. and to really push, you know, it forward and see what we can really make of it. So I think now is the perfect time for exploration in that. Love it. Last question. Okay. I know you to be definitely a champion of creating spaces for underrepresented voices. And so on that front, I would love to hear from you about what specifically you would like to see changed in this industry when it comes to representation? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I think for podcasting in general, 
there's like a space that I feel like has not really been defined yet, which is like an intersection between what we desire our world to be and like what it really is right now. You know, like I feel like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of PC culture around what we all really feel. You know, there's like this stifling of an imagination and your voice in a way, you know? And I know that podcasting allows for your voice to be heard and whatever you have to say, but there's also just like a place that I feel we haven't really figured out yet where we can like mend the two. I don't think that we've figured it out quite yet how Mm -hmm. powerful podcasting can be if used as a global tool to speak to Mm -hmm. people around the world. And I think that once we figure that out, kind of like how we have like movies that are translated to different languages, right? I feel like eventually Mm -hmm. perhaps we'll have podcasts that are translated to different languages as well so that we can share it worldwide. But like, it's really my dream to just see like a lot of voices like worldwide being heard because even, you know, in our limited scope, when we talk to someone else who has a different language it's hard to really take it all in until you fully have like a a translation of what they're saying you know yeah and so i'm just wondering like once we find a way to like mend the two Hmm. i think it'll be great it makes total sense and i guess what i'm thinking about in the context of representation is that the medium itself is incredibly intimate and for all intents and purposes accessibility is easier to achieve than, you know, say putting on a movie, a feature like movie or, you know. And so in order to accurately represent the world in which we both live, it would follow that if we were able to increase the access to this medium, that would happen just on a very fundamental basic level. Yeah, for sure. That that could happen. Yeah. So I think it makes perfect sense. All right, Jazzy Johnson, thank you so much for uh, being a member of the Pod People community and for joining us on Pod People's Podcast for people who make podcasts. Mm, I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you, Tyler. Yes. It strikes me that Jazzy's self-reflection on her own history and how her early interests informed how she is living today is kind of like a freelancer's dream, right? To know that you're doing what seven-year-old you would have loved is so satisfying and so out of reach for many of us. And so I think it's just something that we all can sort of step back and admire and maybe learn from. Chasing your dreams and your passions is hard work. But Jazzy kind of makes it look effortless. Thanks again, Jazzy, for taking the time to chat with us. You are truly an inspiration, and I love spending time with you. On next week's episode of Pod People's Podcast for People Who Make Podcasts, I chat with community member May Sahay, whose philosophy on trusting yourself and having faith in your own abilities will leave you feeling like you just got your own personal pep talk. Why am I here? I don't know, but I stopped questioning it. I stopped. I said, look, I'm supposed to be clearly... I don't care if it's to sprinkle a joke to help somebody's day or whatever, but you just got to be in alignment. The Pod People team is Rachel King, Ann Fuse, Matt Sav, me, Tyler Green, Andrea Perez, Ashton Carter, Isabel Genius, Alexa Brooks Major, Danielle Roth, Sammy Reed, Stephanie Bashara, Devin Wilson, Madison Lesby, Brian Rivers, and Erica Wong. This podcast is edited by Katie Claxon and mixed and engineered by Erica Wong. 
All links mentioned in this episode are, of course, listed in the show notes. And you know, of course, Pod People has Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Follow us, like our stuff, give us a comment. Plus, exclusive to community members is our new discussion platform, the Pod People Circle. If you aren't a community member yet, head on over to podpeople.com slash join. It'll only take 10 minutes, and then you'll immediately get an invitation to join that Pod People Circle. If for some reason you have not found your way onto Circle yet, go ahead and send us an email at hello at podpeople.com, and we'll get y'all set up. And be sure to listen to us next week. I was going to say see you next week, but it's audio. Get it? Love you, smooches. Bye. If aliens landed on Earth tomorrow and offered to take you home with them, would you go? I'm 100% down for that. As long as I can return, like, within the year. (laughs) And I won't be, like, you know, too out of it. (laughs) Such a producer. I love it. It's like, what's my timeline?